don't know how much time it's been loyal to YouTube. Looks like just getting there now. That's all I'm saying. If you're there, you just have to know how to find it. Yeah. You're there. You're doing it at 9 o'clock. I'm going to all right. Boker Tov, everybody. Are we ready to go? Raboisai. Oh, hold on. Oh, we are live. Okay, great. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Today is 31 days in the Oimer. Hayoim, echo the Shleishim Yoim, Shemar Bosh, voice, Ushleishoyamim, Baimer, La Oimer. Today's shir is sponsored by Alan Rabinowitz, Lazech Nishmas, Rus Bas Reb Moshe, Olea Shalom, his stepmother. Another sponsor, our mother, grandmother, and great grandmother, Slava Bas Reb Yechiel, Olea Shalom, the Sherman family, Kew Gardens Hills. All right, Yishkoyach sponsors. The Neshama should have an Aliyah. So, back to the emails. There's discussion actually about, um, I heard them talking about Daf Samach Gimel. We had a problem. Uh, typical, my phone broke and I gave it to the shop and he returned it to me the day everybody went into uh, quarantine. And as soon as I got into, he came to drop it off by my house. I paid a couple hundred dollars, turned it on, zero. He never fixed it. So seven weeks in the process, finally he gave it back to me and I decided to record YouTube on it and that was a mistake. So middle of the year, it went bye-bye and then Gary came to the house to fix. We might have it completely recorded on Zoom. Bezer Hashem today, not in 10 days, today we're going to get it up and running if... Some people already emailed that there's parts missing. I see that they're missing. So Bezer Hashem will get that up if it's available, if it was recorded on Zoom. This email is from Seth Hellman, a beautiful email. These, these emails really get me good. Hello, Rebelli. Back in January, I was introduced to Daf Yoimi. I had no clue what it was, but someone suggested that I try it. He'll explain why I had no clue. At first, it was a daunting task. I, can't, I can read Hebrew but I cannot understand it, so I knew I needed to find something to help me learn. I was already behind by six or seven pages, and I wanted to catch up quick. I looked everywhere it fell, the internet podcast, everything. I had almost lost all hope, and I was ready to give up. When I came across your YouTube share, I'm proud to say that because of everything you do, I've learned every page of the DAF so far this cycle. I'm not perfect in my learning, and there's a lot that I don't catch or understand, but I try to make a note of one main takeaway from every day of the daf. That's great. That's a good, that's a good idea. Take one takeaway every day. As you always say, it's not about the daf, it's about the yoimi. That advice has kept me going even when learning has been difficult. I never could have done this without your help, so thank you. Before Corona, I was going to be visiting Israel on birthright and had planned on visiting Ramad B'Shemesh to see you give the shir live in person. I hope to come to Israel in the winter, and I hope to see you then. P.S. Yeshua said that I should send you a photo to be a representative of New Hampshire on the DAF map. So I attached a photo of my first time wearing tefillin a few months ago. Stay healthy and safe, Seth Hellman. This is Seth wearing his tefillin, first time. So Seth, I just need to tell you that I've been learning Gemara for over 35 years now, and I still don't know how to learn and um, 
I feel myself getting better as I learn more, the more you learn, but it's a, it's a work in progress. It takes a very, very long time to learn how to learn. It's a different language, even if you speak Hebrew, it's Aramaic, and the, the, the uh, how do you say it? The style of the Gemara is so different than any other book or anything else that I, I've ever read or learned. It just takes a very long time to, to understand it and get a good feel for it. So keep on going, keep on plugging. You're not going to learn it in a, just a few months, trust me. Here's another one. But keep on going, it's a big chizuk. This is from Avramir Farkovich from Farakway, New York. Dear Rebelli, I started occasionally listening to your 8-minute davis Chazar after Purim. I started working from home and in lieu of my regular shir, I began watching your full recorded shir on Torah anytime. Another Torah anytime. So Baruch Hashem, on Torah anytime, we're up to like 300 views a day or so. So that's very nice. As a matter of fact, once the clock in Eretz Yisrael changed, I've been able to watch live on Zoom on many nights. I must say that in this short time, you and the Chevra, once again, talking about the Chevra, have become part of my family as I'm constantly talking about the Shir. He's constantly talking about the Shir. You hear this? When Shir is over, he goes home and talks about the Shir. Don't be like me. That's what my family makes fun of me. All day I talk about the Shir. That's all I talk about. And, oh, again with the Shir. Again with the Shir. During Masech Brachas, I gotten sick before Purim and the virus from China and missed several blot. I'm happy to say that I've just finished by listening to the Shir. I'll be making a scene on my father's 26th yard side on 17th of year. I'd like to dedicate the Shir on that day to my father's memory, Rabbi Yisrael ben Rabbi Doiv, Yehizuchri Baruch. I'll go online and make the original of that. I just wanted to verbalize my that type to you and the Chabura for having a positive influence on my life. Sincerely, Avram Meir Farkovich, Farakway, Daheim. For me, Farakway is Daheim. That's when, when I was younger. I lived in Farakway a bunch of years. P.S. It is possible for you to say cash on my father's yard side. Is it possible on the 17th year? Zechari Bistro, Ben Rabdoiv. Of course, it's cash for everybody, whoever wants. On yard sites, I say Kaddish. And one or more from Victor Shine. I cannot imagine how much work goes into the preparing the stealing of the entire diamond in such a short span of time. It must also take time to produce the charts and diagrams that help elucidate the concepts. Thank you very much for your wonderful contribution to the Klal at this difficult time. Sincerely, Victor Shai Yishkoyach. All right. The rest will leave for a different day. Do I hear you guys? Because I don't hear anybody yet. Noam, you want to talk for a second just to make sure? Hi, 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 hi. Good morning. Ah, okay, good. I hope... The cookbook. I don't know anything about the cookbook, but Yeshua remind everybody you should know that the, 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 you should get a cookbook. You should make a cookbook. You should you should you should you should send you should send recipes for Yeshua's cookbook. That's okay. Got, got it. There's a cookbook, the MDY cookbook, of course, the MDY cookbook that everybody knows about, and it has the best recipes ever. And in case your wife has a great recipe and you want to add it to the cookbook, why are we doing a cookbook? Kacha, because we're doing because Yeshua decided to do a cookbook. Oh, I, so we're think, doing... I think Yeshua is planning on having everybody cook for the cruise. He realizes it's gonna be really expensive if we have a caterer. The boat will be cheap, but everybody, everybody will chip in and make potluck. I actually had a great idea, by the way, for the women. I have to I'm just thinking out loud. My wife makes a very good sourdough. Ask Noam, he told me it's really good. I think it's really good. And if we get the woman that teaches sourdough, it's a big thing now. It's healthy and this, but it tastes really good and it's crunch. 
We can have all the women of the daf come together and they can make a whole thing and, and Noam shaking his head. It's a good idea because then I'll give the women something to do. They could uh, bond like that. And, okay, fine. But it's not for you guys in America. It's not going to work. Rabbi Sai, here's the question of the day. You're on a trip in Europe somewhere and uh, you need to go to the mikvah, the Raisin mikvah. Could you use a river? Could you use a, a flowing river? Yes, no, anybody? Could you use a mikvah? That's the shayla we're going to learn about today. <laughs> I don't think that's the right answer. I knew somebody's going to say that. I knew somebody, especially Hill Kamiansky somewhere, would say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the, the answer would be different. It depends what kind of river. Is it like the Thames? Is that how you pronounce it in England, in London? The Thames, the, th- the Thames, yeah? I don't know. The different rivers are different halachas, and we're going to get into it. Fine. Zogdi Gemara with Samachay Omid Aleph. Two lines from the top. A woman could go out with a wad of cotton in her ear. Tanarami by Yecheskel Vuhu Shikosher Bazna. So you have to do some sort of tie, like a, like a Vijnitzer Payas. You go like this around, and you make sure that it cannot fall out. The concern is that it will fall out, and you'll carry it in Rosh Hashanah. We're talking about a sandal, an open shoe, and she has some sort of wound. It's rubbing against her toe or something, so she puts a piece of cotton. She's allowed to go out with it in Rosh Hashanah, but it has to be tied again, so we shouldn't have the concern that it will fall out. So, so too for Nidah. Maybe it's tied to her. No, in that case, you don't have to tie it. It's disgusting, she won't pick it up. And what if it has some sort of handle, so it's not Mo's, she, she can grab it without being Mo's. If it has a handle, in fact, it says so mefurish. So Rabbi Yechonon says that if once it has a handle, we don't have a concern of of mios motor. Rabbi Yechonon offered Buhu the baby drushin. Now, obviously, Rabbi Yechonon was not a nida, so it's going back to the case before. He was wearing something in his ear. He had the wad in his ear, and he went out like that in the base medrash. V'chalukin olav chaver. We're going to see in a second. Rashi says he had a lot of earwax. Because he was old, a lot of earwax. Now, just as a side point, because I have nothing better to do, my father-in-law, who's a head and neck surgeon, who happens to be an ear, nose, and throat doctor, always tells us, never, don't ever buy Q-tips, and never put a Q-tip in your ear. So since I got married, it became a whole thing. He says, I can't tell you how many people put those Q-tips in and puncture their eardrum. Irreversible damage. Do not clean your ears. Baruch cleans out your ears by itself. Go to Shari, do this, but don't, don't hack a chining like that. That's what he says. That's his thing. You do what you want to do. It's just a public announcement. Shalom Aleichem, Shlomi Klein. Ah, the one day of the week I get to see Shlomi Klein. You know about our representation, right? You know, okay, so you're going to represent Crown Heights, Givaldic. We have, uh, who just represented? 
Oh, I forgot about, about Avrami Leibovitz. Avrami Leibovitz was a little bit upset at Eli Deichman and, 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 and Rabbi Goldstein. He says, well, they're going to represent Barabbas. What about me? I haven't, he says, I haven't missed a daf since Mi'ilah. Since Mi'ilah. You hear Rabbi Yisrael Goldstein? Since Mi'ilah, he hasn't missed a daf. One daf not. So obviously he's going to represent. Okay. Weiter. Rabbi Yochanan went out with this wad in his ear, and it was in Rishul Sarabim. And we're going to see in a second, perhaps he didn't have it tied around his ear. Look, he's Rabbi Yochanan, he's not going to tie this cotton to his ear. But his friends were upset at him. And Rabbi walked out with it into a Carmelist. What's a Carmelist? Similar to our streets today. We don't have 600,000 people. According to some Rishonim, it has to be 600,000 every day. We certainly don't have that. We might not even have the width, the 32 feet width that you need. 16 amas. Okay. But he went out into the Karmelis of the Chalukanol of Not just his friends. The entire generation. Everybody said he's wrong. But we have a question on Rabbi Yochanan. What's Rabbi Yochanan doing going out with... Uh, his, what is it called? I forgot what it's called. The kids, you know, people go out with it. They have a bloody nose or blood, uh, something in the ear. They go out. They, it's too noisy for them. They put something in their ear. It says, It's not enough to stuff something in your ear. You have to tie it to your ear. Like, If it's seriously pushed in, like my father-in-law would be upset at you, then it's okay. It's not going to fall out. But if it's kind of loose, it'll fall out. The loose one, you got, you have to, you have to tie it to your ear. Says the Gemara, it says in the Mishnah, but pilpilu, but galgal melech. She's allowed to go out with a peppercorn and salt. What is she doing with the stuff? Now, it's a refuah. It's some sort of healing thing. Pilpel l'reach So it's for the purpose of the body not to have bad breath. Puts in a pilpil. What they had in those days, I'm just thinking, like everything that they had, Hashem Yirachim. They didn't have mouthwash, they didn't have toothpaste. You had to take a, a peppercorn. Gagal melech, what do you do if you have a, a toothache? You take some salt, ledushine, for your teeth. So it's all or a fua, you could go out with it. V'chol dovish, in a sense, the techpia, other things in, in, as well. For instance, zangvila, ginger, inami, dutsuna, cinnamon, Again, for some sort of refuah, it has some sort of effect on the body. Shentoy teves, shenchelzov. Going out with a, what are they called again? Where's the ilam? No? The, the, the fake tooth, no? Uh, gold tooth, yeah, but what is it called? Dentures. Dentures, okay, that's good, that's good. Yeah, dentures. Going out dentures, or, but how, how do you say a single tooth? No, implant is, is different. Implant can't come out. The whole concern is that you might pull it out. So, a cap. A cap you're talking about. Uh, one tooth. The kids, I don't know what it's called. Where's False our dentist? Where's, where's the dentist guy? I don't see him here. False tooth. False tooth. Okay, false tooth is good. We're going to go with false tooth. Shento Tevish and Shalzov, if the false tooth is made out of gold, does anybody know why they use gold? I thought gold is a soft material. The, the, it's, 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 it's practical or just, it's like a style? Okay, I don't know. We explained yesterday, it's a style. Yeah, that I saw. I saw your beautiful picture of the rapper, of, of Mike Tyson. Yeah, I get it. 
That I know is a style. But why do Russians, for instance, have gold teeth? Also style. And the, and the, the Nazis in Machshamam were, were busy taking out the gold from the Jews. So there's a lot of gold going on. Who? You have a bunch of answers. Doesn't last longer, doesn't oxidize, you don't have to draw it in, doesn't tarnish. It doesn't tarnish, doesn't oxidize. Okay, I got it. Okay. Great. I think today we have better options, you know, the, the ones that look exactly like real teeth. What's that luck with those? Could you go out with those? Says Gemara, Rebbe Meir, so in the mission we said, Shen shel zahav, if it's gold, Rebbe Meir, Matir v'chachom, Oisrim, Arab zeir leishanu, Elo shel zahav. What's the concern? Two pshatim Rashi. She might, her friend tell her, oh, that, that looks fake. She's, no, this is real. She'll pull it out. She'll show her friend. Look, I have a gold tooth. Or her friend might say, what are you, a Russian? What are you, Mike Tyson? Why, why are you going with the gold tooth? So she'll be embarrassed, so she'll remove it. Okay. But if it kind of looks natural, she'll never pull that out. Anyway, the point is that if it's something that she'll take out of her mouth, it's usher. And if it's not, so the, the natural looking one, there's no reason in the world why somebody will pull that out. Nobody's showing that off to anybody. There's nothing to show off. And nobody can make fun of you. So both of Rashi's reasons don't apply here. Amar Abayo, Rebbe Verbelezer, Rebbe Shimon ben Elazar, Kulu Sfirlu, the Cholmidi, the Meganyobe, all three of these mandamrim, as we had before in the Masechta, if it's something that she'll come to be embarrassed by, so the embarrassment will hold her back from taking it off on Shabbos, so she can walk out of Jerusalem with it. For instance, Rebbe Hoda Amaron, if it's ta- you're talking about a false tooth, she's not going to remove her false tooth, she'll be embarrassed. The Sanyo, Rebbe Lezer, pointed to be and Rebbe Lezer, the Sanyo, the other sugi that we had the other day. Women would walk around with a jar of perfume. Why? To mask their bad odor. So nobody in their right mind is going to take off this flask and say, hey, look what a beautiful flask my husband bought me because I smell so bad. It's not something a woman does. Adarava, she tries to hide it, she's embarrassed by it. So therefore we're not concerned that she'll take it off and she'll rabbi. It'll bring embarrassment to her. Reb Shem ben Lazar, and what does Reb Shem ben Lazar hold? The sign of Klal Lomer Reb Shem ben Lazar. Kol shulematu min asvacha. Right. So we had that halacha. A woman wears that, like a woolen cap. So if it's underneath the woolen cap, yoytzeboy. We're not concerned that she'll try to take whatever it is underneath that cap. We had even the halacha. Let's say she wraps some loose hairs around the needle, and then she puts the needle back in. Whatever she has underneath that cap. Is mutter. Why? What's the problem? The problem is that she might take it out to show somebody. But she won't take it out because if she takes it out, some of her hair will be loose and come out and she'll be embarrassed by that. That's what Rashi says. She's a married woman. She's makbid and covering all her hair. So she won't. How are you doing, Jonathan Stefanski? It's great to see you. I missed you. So by her taking out some of the hair, it'll be a busha for her. A bazayan. She's not going to do it. She's not going to be, she's not going to take it out. So anything that's below that cap, so again, so you see, these three mandamrim hold, that anything that will come to be a bazayan for her, we're not concerned. 
So she could go out with that pin that she wraps her hair out or any other muscle that there is that's underneath that woolen cap. She could go out with a false tooth and she could go out with the jar of perfume. We're not concerned that she'll take that off and just rob him to show off. Those are things you don't show off with. Says the Mishnah. Again, so we're continuing with the theme of things that you're permitted to go out into Rishul Sarabim with. What's that? person has a wound on the bottom of their foot. So they put a coin. It seems like, just from reading the Gemara, it seems like there was... There was also a natural aspect of the healing, but also a supernatural. That's what it seems like. It was more like a heebie-jeebie kind of thing. So they put, because otherwise you could put other material. Why do you have to put a cella? Why do you have to put a real coin? We'll see in the Gemara. You could go out with it because it's for Rufua. Habanis Ketanois, the young girls, Yoytzeis Bechutin. So we had the picture back in the other Mishnah, you could go out with a string. According to Rashi, it's referring to the string in the ear. So they would pierce a young girl's ear. But unlike today where we put in, if you're going to pierce a two-month-old girl's ear, you're typically going to put in a cheap pair of earrings just to hold the hole. In those days, they didn't put earrings in. They put a string in. So this poor girl is walking around with a string for five years in her ear. Now, usually, it's not something that you show off with. Unless it's colorful, then they will show off. If it's a married woman, we said anything in the ear is too difficult to get to. So there's never a concern that a woman is going to remove even an earring, even an expensive stud, a diamond stud, she's not going to remove because until she gets to it, she has too many things going on. Layers of hair, shaitos, svachos, all that stuff. But the young girls, they could go out with the string. Now, some wanted to say that we're talking about the strings in the hair not a string in the ear. In her hair, like we had yesterday, they braid the hair. Says Rashi, what, what's the reason? Because the Ketano is not going to the mikvah. Says Rashi, it's not true. A Ketano also has to go to the mikvah sometimes. What if she touches tummy things? We don't want her walking around being metam everything in our house. In those days, we were very makbed on tumah. Besides, we, we learned in the Mishnahis all over, even a Ketano could, could become a nida. A day old could become. We had the Gemara that she went to the mikvah, they would toivel the baby before they would toivel the mother. Because the baby was only needed for seven days, the mother had to wait 40 days, whatever. So, says the Gemara, 40, 80. Huh? Two weeks, yeah, 80. Says the Gemara, so anyways, Rashi says it's not true. That's why he says it's the ear, not the hair. I mean, if you're talking English, you can see how it could get confused. But we're talking about it in the ear. Even something as simple as a toothpick put in the ear, that certainly nobody's ever going to take out of the ear to show off. It's less than a string. Even that you can go out with. Says the Mishnah, We call them in New York, we call them ninjas. Like this woman right here. So if you're in an Arabian country, you're in a Muslim country, you, you cannot walk out with a shaitl there, they will murder you. So even Jews had to wear this thing. And that was the minog. So this is not considered carrying. This is not extra. That's normal. 
אוקיי? ומדיאיס, what's מדיאיס? מודאי. Like we have in the Megillah, over and over. פרס מודאי. מודאי. Somewhere in Persia, somewhere. In, in, in Iran, I guess. פרופויס. What's פרופויס? So this is how they walked there. פרופויס, if you see closely over here, you see this little bulge on, on her shoulder? That's פרופויס. How does it work? You take one of these items and you put it inside the cloth and then you, you go around. So you go like this and you grab onto the cloth and you have that. Basically, and that, that's how it holds tight. Yeah, you get it? You're using a nut. You put it on the, underneath the clothing. So now you have a bulge in the clothing and your knot could go around it. You tie up your clothing like that. Instead of a button, today we call it a button. In those days, they didn't know what a button was maybe. So they used a knot, they used a, a rock, whatever they could find. The chaladam, anybody could, could do proof of even a man. But it's women that were using these things. She could use a stone, a nut, and even a coin, which is typically mukta. So the Gemara is going to explain, this is referring to a coin, since a coin is mukta, so you're not permitted to start out on Shabbos with it. Says the Gemara, what's the beginning of the Mishnah? Eli, Eli. Yes. Is, that, is, there, is this different? I don't see their eyes. They're more machmer. We don't even have eyes on this. Wow. Yeah, listen. I don't know. I, I, it's controversial. Gedolim came out against it. Da, 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 da. I think I was enough controversial yesterday when I spoke about, look, I don't know who's watching, who's not. We might have people here that their wives shave their heads. And I, when I said it, I understood that. I was just saying, I don't understand how it fits in with the Gemara. Baruch Hashem, nobody wrote me an email yet. I don't know, maybe some people that watch this year, their wives go around with burqas like that. I don't know. I'm not here to insult anybody. I, just, I was just asking, how does it fit in to the Gemara of Shleitis Gana al-Bailo? That's it, I'm asking a question. Because it's not, shaving here is not a, a new invention. Some soifer says he's supposed to, or whatever. There's different G'daylam that discuss it and talk about it. So it's not a new thing. Al-Kopanim. What else uh, controversial did I speak about yesterday? Um, jewelry on Shabbos walking out. The shaving of the head. Oh, the makeup thing. Again, I don't know what the G'daylam say about that. It's just To me, I was just asking a question. How does it make sense to tell a Kala on the day of a Chasana, if you don't put on makeup, I will give you $1,000. It's so important to me that you don't put on makeup and you look terrible to your brand new husband that I'm going to give you $1,000. Because chas v'shalom, if you wear makeup, but the Gemara says, shalit this gana al bayla, the whole sugi of shalit gana. I, I don't understand how it fits in. Just explain to me how it fits into the Gemara. That's it. That's all. I'm not going in. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the halacha is you shouldn't. I don't know. Might seen this. I was just asking questions. Stop. So what's so good about this coin on the bottom of the foot, says the Gemara? What's going on here? If it's because it's a hard material, so take a hard material. There's plenty of... You don't have to waste a coin and put it on your foot. You can take a piece of earthenware and put it on your foot. Because it has moisture, the coin is made out of silver, it gives off a moisture. No. There's plenty of other things that have moisture. You don't have to spend the whole cellar 
on your wound. Take a silver plate at something that has moisture and it gives you moisture. Hello, I'll tell you what the reason is. Tsurso. It has a tsuro. What are they writing on the chat over there? I see already some of the guys are busy laughing and I can tell, Yosef. So this is a tsuro. So maybe the tsura, so over here, that's why, this is where I'm getting the tsura. What's a tsura? How is a tsura going to fix my foot? I have a wound on the bottom of my foot. And if anybody ever had a wound on the bottom of the foot, it's very terrible. It's a terrible thing. You can't, it's very hard for it to heal. You're constantly stepping on it. So you use a coin that has a tsura. The tsura of the coin heals it. Why? But let's say, okay, it does. It's, that's why I think it's a, a more of a supernatural thing. So take, take a, a, a wood thing, make a tsura of whatever the, the, the seller coin is and put it on the bottom of your foot. You need all three. You need something that's hard, that has moisture, and has a tsura. When you have that combination of three things, then it works. That's why they use a seller. Great. The girls go out with strings in their ear. Says the Gemara, it's unbelievable because we're now holding in Shabbos and now, okay, this was actually Gemara Nida. But we're only learning this, what, uh, half a year ago. It's already coming back. These things are coming back. Yesterday we had a few things. The references are coming back. Shmuel's father didn't allow his daughters to wear these strings Perhaps they'll take them out and show it to somebody. The Gemara is going to explain. And he didn't allow his daughters to sleep together in the same bed. I don't know if you know, if you have daughters, my daughter, Noam has no idea what I'm talking about, but that's the minig of these girls. They, they have sleepovers, they sleep in the same bed, the same couch. It's, it's, not, it's not like the boys. It's different. He didn't allow it. And he made them a mikvah. Now, a mikvah can mean, literally, uh, he made them a mikvah. The question is how he made a mikvah. It's difficult to make a mikvah, trust me. So you make, you make a hole in the ground, and you fill it up with water, it's a whole thing. Or, better yet, he took water right off of the river. Let's say he lived next to the Pras, the Euphrates. He made a little channel and went into the, into the bar, and that was the mikvah of his daughters. These are unmarried girls, young girls, mikvah. Again, back to the point that they were makbed on Tumah. He didn't want his daughters touching the fruit and they'll become Tumah. Everything was about Tumah in those days. In the days of Nisan, we're going to discuss this. In Tishrei, when there's a lot of mud, says Rashi, in the river, so there's a concern of Chatzitza. So they're going to walk into the river and their feet will be full of mud, they're not going to have a proper tefillah. So he put out mats on the, on the floor. Toysus argues, Toysus says it was more of a mechitza, an upright mechitza, that the girls shouldn't be concerned that maybe somebody's looking, and if somebody's looking, they won't do a good tefillah, says Toysus. He wasn't concerned that somebody's looking. If, it's, if they're so concerned, they're always thinking about somebody, then they won't do a proper tefillah. So he calmed them down with mechitzas. That's what Toysus learns. Why not? Why can't they go out with strings? It says in our mission that they could go out on Shabbos with strings in the ear. They had special colorful strings. Those are something that they will show their friends. Can't go out with it on Shabbos. He did not allow them 
to, to sleep together in the same bed. Perhaps it's a right Ravuna. Doma Ravuna, Noshim women who act immorally to fulfill a taiva. Psulois lakuhuna. It's an amazing, I, I, this is what I was saying last night. It's unbelievable because there's no physical action here, there's no tashmish. Yet, Rav Huna holds that that's enough to passel a woman for a kain gadol. Kain gadol has to marry a besula. There's some chesaren in this woman because she imitated an act or something. That's enough to make her a pasal, which is unbelievable. The Allah is not like him. But stop his havamina to say it's not a havamina. He passing Rav Huna holds pasal la because the Kohen is such a high madrega and he needs such a pure woman, this is considered impure. It's not a raya that Avu the Shmuel, he didn't allow his daughters because he holds like a Rav Huna. And he was concerned. First of all, by the way, there was no Kohen Gadol in the time of Avu the Shmuel. There was no Baisamigdash then. But he was still Makbid. He was Makbid. He said, listen, if this woman is possible for the Kohen Gadol, I don't want my daughter to be this woman. I have to be Makbid on my daughter. But says the Gemara, it wasn't about the Kohen Gadol and becoming, let's say, a Zaina, as Taisa says, or a Psul, in the Psul, in the some Chisar in the Psul. Over here, He didn't want them to be used to laying next to another body. Another person. And then it goes from that person, their own sister, to wanting to another, a man. And that's what he didn't want. And he made them a mikvah. If you have a mikvah in, don't worry, Rabbi Say, not to worry. I see the worry in everybody's face that perhaps we'll finish before 8 o'clock. Not going to happen, don't worry. Have no concern, we could schlep this out, there's ways, trust me. I know it looks short, we could do it. Says the Gemara. Menachem Adah has a big issue with this. He has a big issue, he knows. He says, oh, it's a short daf, how are you going to schlep it out? Menachem Adah could take a real daf when he fills in for me. You have a daf with 2,000 words, you could polish it off in 15 minutes, no problem. It's a chachmah. You learn, you learn. It's a chachmah. It takes time. One of, the, one of the ways is if you interrupt and you start talking and this, we could go back and forth now. Yeah. Just trying to help you out. I, I know. I appreciate it. Avi, by the way, Avi Kamiansky's wife said, should I even say what she said? I won't say the name. She said that she was, wa- she was watching the shear in the morning and she said, it's like this radio show in New York. This guy, I don't want to even mention his name, Howard, whatever. That, this, that he has like these sidekicks. There's a Schweitzer lady, and then this, and this one spits out of this, and he, he just says words. So you have Avi Kamiansky saying this, and he throws a picture there. You have Menachemata. Okay, whatever. Well, great. Savala, I just ruined that. Savala ke'egdele, fine, we did that. Says the Gemara, Meseyele Rav, Doma Rav, Mitra B'mar Rovas, Hadar Rav B'Pras. <laughs> tell her, tell her, I want to, I want to see it in the email. I, want to, I, I don't believe that she said that. Says the Gemara that when in Bava, when they see the Euphrates overflowing, every, all the Jews are happy in, in Bava. The Jews in Bava say, wow, it must have rained in Eretz Yisrael. How did, our, how, how did the river flow? 
Taisa says, oh, time out. It goes in the reverse direction. It goes from Bavel to Israel. So how do the... So he says, no, it overflows so much that it kind of backflows. It goes backwards. Okay. So Oh, I lost my train of thought here. Right. So he made in So it goes like this. Raboisa, here it goes. When you have a spring of water, a spring of water could flow. There's no problem with Zoichlin. The problem is rainwater. Rainwater that flows is a major problem. You cannot be toivel in rainwater that flows. So you have the Euphrates that Shmuel's daughters are being toivel in, but it's overflowing from rainwater. You see, in Bavel, they're all saying, look, it rained in Israel. In other words, it's full of rainwater. Shmuel's father was concerned that his daughters are not going to have a real tefillah. They're going to be toivel in rainwater, which is moving. Moving rainwater is also, it has to be Ashbar, it has to be right there and then in the mikvah. So he created a mikvah for them. So to answer the question, if you have a river that the reason why it's flowing like in the Alps or like in Israel, you have these rivers that only operate during the rain season. But once there's no rain, it, they dry off. They dry up. So it's also to be tival in them. Why? Because it's rainwater that you're being tival in. And you're mo- it's moving rainwater. But if you can find a river, like the Thames, is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. You English people, you know. That go through London. It goes through London. I looked it up. It says that it, he's saying no. Five, f- Thames, Thames, okay, Thames. I knew it was TH, but okay, fine, the Thames. It, it says that it, it originates from, from underground. That's where it originates. It doesn't come from rainwater, rain as a state. So you have rivers that originate from, they have a source, they have a spring. So those rivers, it's mutter to be tavalin. So that's the answer. It depends what river you're talking about. It could be the rivers in, in Switzerland are also like that. I don't know. I know that the, the snow melts. And then in the, in the summertime, it's like they're overwhelmed in this tremendous uh, uh, flow and everything. But it could be that during the winter they flow as well. They do flow. I see them flowing there. But I don't know from what. We have to be mind what the source is. So let's go weiter. And he holds that you cannot have more rainwater than the original water. So here's a very good Taisis, Gishmaka Taisis, especially for Noah. Taisis there Maskal Shema Yirbu Hanoitu. So towards the end he says, Vim Toimar. Question. What's the problem? So what if it rains a lot? Lema Kama Kama bottle. So this is a famous concept in Shas, and Noah brought it up, I don't know, a few weeks ago maybe. So every drop of rainwater that hits the river should immediately turn into river water. So how, could it, how is it possible that there's so much rainwater that it overwhelms the initial river? We have a concept, kama, kama, bottle. Every drop, when you take every drop by itself, it becomes bottle, and then that drop becomes bottle to the river, now the river became even more, and every drop as it comes in just becomes part of the river. It can never overwhelm the river. Says Tysus. Only, only until it overwhelms it, and then it's like a chazer the whole thing. Yeah, that's the pshat Tysus. That's what Tysus says. Says Tysus. 
Once you have more rainwater than the actual river, then it awakens itself. It, it becomes awakened. All that water, the humor vatal, becomes awakened, becomes rainwater again, and then it overcomes and takes over the river, and now we're looking at rainwater, we're not looking at a river. Okay, a yisoid in kama kama bottle. Says the Gemara. You also, you also wouldn't say kama kama bottle if you pour it in very, very strongly. So it's a very strong rain. Not necessarily. Like not necessarily, because if it's much bigger, it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't think it matters. You're talking about in Avodah with the wine and this. I don't think so. There was a discussion there, but I don't think that's the that's the end. All right. Fine. Says the Gemara. Upliga the Shmuel. This actually is an argument of Shmuel. The Amar Shmuel Nahara Mikefei Mibrach. The river comes from within itself. Okay. So we know there are rivers that come from within itself. We know the rivers that come from... But Shmuel says rivers come from when, from their own source, not from the rain. However, even Shmuel himself, Shmuel argues on his own self. It's not true. He says, the, the Euphrates, you only have one time of the year that you can use it. In other words, it doesn't come from itself. Okay, so you see Shmuel, maybe Shmuel holds that it goes both ways, depends on the river, depends on the thing, but he says the Euphrates, only in Tishrei you could use it because the rest of the year is so overwhelmed with rainwater, it's considered rainwater. Next sugya. Perefes Eleven. You could use a stone to use it as a button from underneath. You could use it. So what are you telling me you could only do it before Shabbos? Before Shabbos or on Shabbos? Which one is it? That when we're discussing a coin, a coin is mukta. And just because you decided and you said, I am going to use this coin as a button, that's not enough. I have to actually physically use it. Now, if I were to say this coin is a, a button forever and ever, then that's okay before Shabbos. I don't have to do it on Shabbos itself. I don't have to use it physically. But we're talking about a situation where you said, I only want to use it once. So it's not enough to say with your mouth, you have to physically use it with your hand, and therefore it doesn't work on Shabbos. You can't use it the first time on Shabbos. Can a woman do a trick? Ha'arama, a trick. I want to get my kid a nut, a walnut on Shabbos. By the way, like everything else, take out walnut, insert chocolate, insert candy. What do kids think about today? 99% of what's going through their head is candy, candy, at least my kids. I want a candy, I want a candy, 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 candy. There's nothing else, zero, 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 zero. You, you, you go, go all the way to New York and come back, I'll give you one, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Everything's candy. So how do you get this kid a candy? Get a kid a candy, you, you put the, the candy over here, and you go like this, now it becomes a button. Eh, but I'm not doing it because I want to tie my suit. I'm doing it because I want to get the candy across the street. I want to carry it across the Rosh Am I allowed to do that? This is Machloikis when you have a fire. How much stuff could you save from the fire into a mavoi? Which typically you could bring stuff there anyways. 
but we're concerned that you're going to start bringing stuff, and the next thing you know, you pull out the fire extinguisher and you extinguish the fire. So according to Rimei, who says, I can wear 25 jackets, now that's crazy, nobody ever wears more than one jacket. So that's a harama. I'm, I'm, I'm tricking HaKadosh Baruch so to speak. I'm going to wear, look, today I'm really, really cold, so I'm wearing 18 jackets, and so happens to me I have a fire. But I'm trying to save all jackets. You're allowed to do it, says Rimei, you're allowed to trick. So, the question that goes both ways. I'm allowed to fool the halacha when it comes to a fire. We had the svar already twice in Shabbos at least. We're concerned that if we don't allow you to do it, you're going to go crazy. And when you go crazy, you're going to be So we said, okay, like we had it by a dead person also. If we don't allow you, we don't allow a little bit, you're going to go crazy. Okay. But if you don't allow the mother, yes, yeah, some women might go crazy if their kid doesn't get a candy, but normally not. There's no concern that she'll... Tell her no, that Allah says you can't. Okay, end the story. No candy today. But maybe even according to the Mandoma says, you cannot trick by a fire. What did we have recently that it's the Derech This is how you wear B'gadim. We had it recently a few times in Chavez when a person sells his clothes. He's, he's, a, he's a merchant. He sells clothing. Shatnas, remember, he's wearing it. He's not having an offer from it. But that's the way to take it out. So you can wear 18 jackets if that's how you're selling it. But when it comes to candy, that's not how you carry candy across the street. So if you don't carry candy that like that and typically across the street, what is that called? That's not the normal way of carrying it. This is how I carry candy. I don't carry candy as a button. So maybe it's permitted. We'll have to wait until Mashiach comes to answer this question. Noam, it's exactly 8 o'clock on the dot. Baruch Hashem. We didn't, we didn't go overboard. We didn't go early. Say something to him for us, please. Eli, Eli, Saul Halpern asked that whenever you say Kaddish for somebody, you mention it for this way, whoever asked me knows that you got it. I know, even better than that, I want to send them an email and, and confirm, 100%. It's, I was speaking to Yosef about how to do it, and maybe he could send the thing. I wanted to send, when I have it in my pocket, Baruch Hashem, I haven't missed. I'm good with that. So everybody's Kaddish up until this date was said. If you sent me an email, it was done. But Bezer Hashem, I'll send out a, an official notification. I should put it back on the spreadsheet? No, no, no. They should fill out the, the link. The if they fill out the link, then okay, fine. <coughs> <coughs> Shalom. <laughs>
Shkoyach, Shkoyach, Reboisai. You could all unmute if you want, no? Did Gary disappear? Oh, here we go. Who had a boy? Everybody should mute back until they want to talk, that kind of thing. I'm sorry, what? Up. The pro the problem is the problem is that it takes many, many hours. Harry Shalom, how you doing from Los Angeles? How you doing? Um, yes, if you you can watch YouTube right now, it doesn't populate right away. But if you go to YouTube and you even click on that video that says due to COVID nineteen, it should and you go to or better yet, go to the playlist. It's in the playlist, so it's there right away. It's just for whatever reason YouTube is not uploading it because of what's going on. It's not it's not uploading right away. What? Yeah, if it was so unbelievable, uh, repeat anything I said over in Sheer. One thing. <laughs> not you, not you. I was talking specifically. I was talking specifically to the guy that gave me the compliment. I know what I'm talking about. I know he didn't listen to one word. Watch, he's not answering. He's busy texting and this and that, and he tells me it's a good cheer. Why? The island wants you to. Okay, I'm shutting it off. I'm shutting it off.